B98.5's Tide and Direct Show podcast. Helping you catch up on what you missed. It's Tad and Drex's Info to Go on B98.5. Sponsored by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs and critters. Good morning, 524. Sunshine's going to be warm today. 72 for a high. Not too bad. 49 right now. What's going on, Kara? So even though we have one of two of the first drive-through COVID-19 testing sites in the country, many people are still having a hard time getting a hold of one of these tests. And it's something that Governor Kemp said yesterday at a news conference is absolutely unacceptable. So he's ordered the Department of Public Health to start expanding criteria for screening to now include people who have had direct contact with a coronavirus patient and even workers in critical infrastructure. So he also felt very strongly about how people need to go about getting a test. Now I want to be crystal clear. We do not want people showing up unannounced to a hospital, emergency room, or a health care facility for a test. You do need to contact your local health department beforehand to arrange for a test. So don't take a shower put on a velour jumpsuit and some Ugg boots and, like, get a coffee and go get a test. It's not, like, social hours, what are you saying? Yeah, no, don't, like, don't just not be feeling well and go straight to the emergency room or go straight to the hospital or urgent care because if you are sick, you're exposing all these other people. There are specific steps that people need to take, which is going through their Department of Health in order to get a test because they have to meet certain criteria, like... Specific steps that you need to take to never get the test. Just like specific steps you need to take to never get your unemployment checks. <laughs> I hear a lot of that yeah. as well. Well, I know like, we're talking to um, Dr. Carlos Del Rio a little later on this morning. And speaking of all this testing, I know that there's like a couple of new tests that have just come up recently. One for antibody, one for a saliva test that would make things a lot easier. So I'm interested to ask him what he thinks about these new kind of testing methods because he is the man. And if you have a question for Dr. Del Rio, you can post on our Facebook page at B98.5. You can use the open mic function on the B98.5 app or you can call around 640. So, uh... You've got options. If you've got a question, you've heard a rumor, you want to talk to uh, Dr. Del Rio, there are definitely options. For sure. And speaking of those IRS checks, if you are out of a job and looking for work, Amazon is hiring again. They're looking to add another 75,000 employees, giving currently current hourly employees a pay raise and all of these new positions are to help fulfill orders that are coming in fast and furious with everybody being at home and they're also trying to focus on boosting their capacity to fulfill these Whole Foods orders and the Amazon Fresh stuff because you just cannot get a delivery date on those things. Did you hear? Like if you joined Amazon, if you were living under a rock and had never joined Amazon Prime and Prime and decided to do it today, like Whole Foods is like, I appreciate that. That's cool, but we're not going to fill your order. Yeah, Yeah. they're like fulfilling orders for current Amazon Prime customers. Um, I want to hear the story where Jeff Bezos makes some big donation. Right. So he did. He it was a hundred million dollars. Hundred million dollars, which is about point zero 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 one percent of his net worth. Right. It's chump change. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) I want to hear about the billion dollar donation. United 8.5, 80s, 90s, and now good morning. It's Tad, Drex, and Carrie. Yeah, we've been here all throughout, coming in every day so that we can keep you up to date on everything going on. We 
are open for business. Have you guys been getting that question from people? We were, I was walking by neighbors yesterday, and, and it, they all asked the same way, like, are you still going in? Mm-hmm. Like, well, the radio's still on, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we are essential personnel. It is our duty yeah. to be here every morning, and we will until... Well, I mean, everybody's been taking really good care of themselves, knock on yeah. wood, as far as I know, right? Have yeah. you guys been staying in, sheltering in I mean, place? Except for going to Dagwood's Pizza, which is one of my, like, open for businesses yesterday. Dagwood's is at, uh, like, Spalding and Hook'em Bridge. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's essentially it. What I love, to, the reason I'm bringing up Dagwood's is they bring the pizza out. You know, you, you don't go into the restaurant. They bring it out, and they put it on that metal, tr- like, kind of tray that they put it on if they were to serve it to you. I was like, that's cool. Oh, I like, that's you know, it still gives me a little vibe. I like Makes that. you feel like you're yeah, going out to a there, restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> so open for business. We open up the phone lines for your chance to like tell us like, hey, yeah, we're actually open. We're still doing business yeah. here. And uh, people can come see us. Tamara is in Morrow. What do you, who do you work for? Atlanta Bread Company. It's a restaurant that doesn't have a drive through but we do curbside carry out and catering delivery. I'm coming to see you guys today, actually. I, this Yay. is crazy. What a crazy story. I have to go down tomorrow because I have batteries for my golf cart that I have to get, okay. like, fixed. And the only place that does it in Atlanta is this small little battery company in Morrow, Georgia. I'm coming tomorrow <laughs> today. Okay. Come tomorrow Wait. today and come to Atlanta <laughs> Bread. <Today>. Coming to <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> okay. We have uh, Rocco on the phone from Rocco's European Garage. You guys are open for business. Yes, we are. A few things have changed. You know, we've cut the hours back. Everybody's mandatory to wear masks. Sanitizing vehicles before entering them. Sanitizing them upon dropping them off. Rocco, I was going to mention that you guys have pickup and drop-off service, too. You come to the house, pick up the vehicle, if it's pickupable. That's correct. So we're doing um, 20% off across the board, free pickup and delivery within 20 miles. And for... Anybody that we're going to call frontliners, people that are that are really in the mix, uh, paramedics, police officers, uh, firefighters, doctors, nurses, we're going to be giving them 30% off, which pretty much puts repairs and service at our cost. But, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're having to go through a lot more than everybody else with this, so we, we want to do anything we can to continue keeping them in transportation. Uh, Rocco, I'm curious if anybody has ever called you out for your bull crap with, like, this name Rocco and this fake New York accent. Like, <laughs> I have a good authority <laughs> that you're from Tifton, Georgia, so what's going on? It's funny, you, you pegged it. You pegged it. I'm, I am from Tifton. <laughs> Born and raised. You'll find out whether his name is really Rocco when you fail to pay your bill. <laughs> Answer more questions than Kara. Grab a quick hundred bucks. But she won't make it easy. It's Are You Smarter Than Kara on B98.5. Morning, Stephanie and Sandy Springs. Good morning. Hi. Could you kick Kara out of the studio? Yes, Kara, get out, girl. I'm gone, Stephanie. Good luck. Thanks. We're going to ask you five pop culture questions. If you answer more right than Carrie, you'll win 100 bucks of her money. She answers more right than you. She wins. All ties go to the house. Are you ready to play? I think so. Here we go. Question one. While no numbers have been released, Trolls World Tour broke on-demand records. In the three Billy Goats gruff fairy tale, where does the troll live? Under the bridge. Number two, Miranda Lambert didn't realize she had met Joe Exotic back in 2017. Tiger King is on what streaming service? Netflix. Number three, Harry Styles followed Zayn Malik on Twitter, making fans think that their band might be getting back together. What band is that? Oh, I don't know. 
Number four, officials in Florida have deemed that the WWE is an essential business. What does WWE stand for? Uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Number five, John Krasinski gave nurses in a Boston hospital lifetime season baseball tickets. What's Boston's baseball team? The Red Sox. All right, let's bring Kara back in. How did Stephanie Boy, do? Boy, Stephanie and Sandy Springs, you just tripped up on one question. Well done. You got four hey. right. Kara, the number to beat is four. <laughs> yeah. Kara making her way back in for the same questions. Number one, no numbers have been released, but Trolls World Tour broke on-demand records. In the Three Billy Goats Gruff Fairy Tale, where does the troll live? Under the bridge. Yeah, one of my favorite questions so far. Uh, that's what Stephanie said, one-to-one. Number two, Miranda Lambert didn't realize she had met Joe Exotic back in 2017. Tiger King is on what streaming service? Netflix. That's what Stephanie said, two-to-two. Two. Number three, Harry Styles followed Zayn Malik on Twitter, making fans think the band is getting back together. That band is? One Direction. Oh, Stephanie, how dare. One D-ers oh. are out for blood right now. Uh, three-to-two, Kara's up. Number four, officials in Florida have deemed the WWE an essential business. What is WWE? WWE stand for? World Wrestling Entertainment? Stephanie had to kind of work it out as well. It was the right answer. <laughs> Carrie, you're still up four to three, though. Finally, number five, John Krasinski gave nurses at a Boston hospital lifetime season baseball tickets. How much money did that cost? What's Boston's baseball team? The Red Sox? Yeah, you can pack your cats out of Fenway Park. Oh. Yeah. That's what uh, Stephanie said as well, but it doesn't matter. We have a final score of five to four. Stephanie and Sandy Springs, are you smarter than Kara? It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. <laughs> Kara, 749 wins and just 24 losses. Ooh, ooh. Sorry, Stephanie. Dang. <laughs> Thanks. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now all throughout this for the past, I don't know, has it been two years now that we've been dealing with this coronavirus? It's definitely been a fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we've been fortunate to have Dr. Del Rio um, with us at least twice a week. Dr. Del Rio studies infectious diseases, is our coronavirus expert, mm-hmm. Emory University, smartest man in Georgia. We call him the Dr. Fauci of Georgia. Joining us on the phone this morning, I wanted to start by asking you, uh, Dr. Del Rio, uh, it seems to me, just from observing people, that they're getting a little bit lax with the social distancing. Maybe they're saying that the, the numbers are lower than expected and think that maybe there's less of a threat. Well, you know, I think that it's probably a bad idea because the numbers are down because we're doing the right thing. And if you stop doing the right thing, the numbers will, the numbers will go up. It becomes a, a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? We're doing better, so we don't need to do more. And then you stop doing, start doing less, and then numbers will go back up again, and we'll be back where we started. Speaking of the numbers, it looks like uh, Georgia's peak is going to be May 1st, where I think originally it was around like April 23rd or 26th. Does that kind of move back our um, uh, uh, state opening back up because now we've, we've hit a peak of, of May 1st? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you probably want to – you probably want to uh, – to wait until you peak before you decide to reopen the state up. Because otherwise, you know, right now, again, predictions are models are models, right? So, mm-hmm. so you look at them, but, but the good thing is we're pushing the peak back. And as the peak is being pushed back, if I look at this correctly, the number of, there's no bed shortage anymore. And the number of ICU bed shortage, which used to be about 800 ICU beds, is now down to 200 ICU beds. Oh, so wow. in other words, planning the curve, what that's doing is actually bringing patients Instead of getting a peak, 
think about it, instead of going up a really tall mountain, you're going up stone mountain, right? It's a little bit of a of a hump. It's not it's not a very so it's 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 may take longer to get to to get to the other side, but on the other hand, it's not going to be as hard. So flattening the curve is letting us to <clears throat> to be ready, and that's the whole point of flattening the curve is you're spreading the patients out, and as you're sp- spreading patients out, <clears throat> you are you're now not needing as many resources, and you're able to take care of people. And I think that's a critical component. So I, I don't see that as a problem. I see that actually as something good, right? We want to be sure that we spread patients out enough until so they don't Del come Rio, all. Are you calling Stone Mountain a, a hill? Have you ever tried to climb that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's certainly not a, you know, it's not Everest. <laughs> uh, Dr. Del Rio, Oprah is actually going to do a special today on uh, Apple Apple TV, uh, primarily focusing on African Americans and their risks. Are you are you seeing that at all? Are African Americans more at risk than uh, the other people or other minorities or Hispanic people or anything like that? Well, what we're seeing, at least in people that we see in the hospital, is yes, a overrepresentation of African Americans, and this could be for a variety of reasons. I think this could be due to things like overcrowding, you know, African-Americans and, and Latinos also, you know, live more in poverty and they live more in crowded housing. And we know from, from other places that if you live in a house that there's not a lot of space, I mean, you know, being isolated at home, being with, a, with an infection like this and at home, it's really a privilege, right? If you live in a, in a big house and you can isolate yourself, you've got a separate be- bedroom, a separate bathroom, you're fine. But if you live, you know, four or five family members in a small apartment, especially if that that is multi-generational, right? If you have grandparents and children and everybody living in the same household and they're all living together, then transmission is going to occur to the entire household and therefore you're going to see a lot more cases. So, but we are seeing an increase in, in African-Americans and, and it may very well be also because they have more, you know, there's disparities in underlying diseases. There's more hypertension, there's more diabetes. So we're trying to understand what's going on, but I think there's a variety of different things that is driving that. But yes, we're definitely seeing it. My family in Vermont is in a multi-generational house. And what we did was I got on the phone and I said, all right, who's most freaked out about catching coronavirus (laughs) among the young people? And the person that raised their hand, I said, all right, you're the designated person to go out. Because when you come home, you're going to make sure you wash your hands and you're a little bit more careful because 74-year-old mom living in the house, she's the person that we really want to protect on that. And that's, and that's what you want to do. You want to protect your elderly because really the population you want to protect, to protect and, and prevent from, from getting sick are precisely those people over the age of 65. And that's where the risk is. Dr. Del Rio, I saw that the FDA approved a saliva-based test. Um, is there ever going to come a time where everybody is going to be able to get, get tested? Like, you know, maybe see if you're among the majority of people who showed zero symptoms or less symptoms, but you're just kind of curious, have I already had this? Am I out of the woods? Yes, I think, you know, as more testing and more types of testing become available, I mean, we're not quite there yet, but I can envision in the near future, you know, having a test that you can do almost at home, right? Very not dissimilar to a to a um, pregnancy test, for example, and something you can just do at home and they will allow you to, uh, to, uh, to know whether you're infected or not. Do you think those tests will come first or do you think the kind of like a, a, a vaccination for it will come first? I don't know. Vaccines are going to take some time. I think we're getting more tests. I mean, there's tests now that, you know, they're being developed to, to 
to be able to tell you if you have the if you've ever been exposed to the virus or if you have evidence of the virus in your in your blood. So a lot of different testing methodologies are coming out. And I think what we need, we definitely need, is, is to have more testing available and accessible to everybody because it's going to be critical that testing becomes, you know, rapidly available and, and, and accessible. And then that we act on the testing. If somebody's found to be infected, we immediately isolate them. We immediately put them in, in, in you know, do, do a contact tracing to make sure there's no others infected out there. Dr. Del Rio, I read an article over the weekend that said the CDC believes that we could be possibly carrying the virus around on the soles of our shoes, especially like the medical professionals. Do you think there's any truth to that? And if so, what do you suggest that we do? Well, you know, I think we shouldn't be licking our shoes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. I have a five-year-old. I worry about him like crawling around. I mean, he's not really crawling right now, but if you had a younger kid crawling around on the floor you walk in with your shoes from the outside or is that just ridiculous i think it's pretty unlikely i I think you know at some point in time we can be to a level of paranoia that i think i don't think is good i haven't seen that article from cdc saying that you can carry you know virus in your shoes but you know again at the end of the day what you want to do is, is is use common sense and i think you know hand washing hygiene you know continue to be important i worry about getting too paranoid and you know thinking that we need to basically burn all our clothes on a daily day. <laughs> There's got to be a limit. Uh, there was a woman in North Carolina along those lines who said that she got coronavirus despite the fact that she hadn't left her house. Then she finds out she got groceries delivered by a person who has tested positive. And she's like, I had no idea. I think it's important to reiterate that it does live on surfaces. So you do need, if you get groceries, how should you treat your groceries? Well, again, I think I think about hygiene. I think about common sense. If you're getting something delivered, you know, take it inside, unpack your groceries, put them in the refrigerator, in the pantry, and then wash your hands. You know, take whatever containers, bags that was on, throw them away, wash your hands. I mean, almost every step of the way as you're doing things, wash your hands. And very importantly, as you're doing that, do not touch your face because that's the problem is when you touch something, you contaminate yourself and then you touch your face. And when I say your face, is really about touching your mouth, your nose your eyes and this time of the year is hard you know with all the pollen out there we're frequently just scratching our nose and scratching our eyes so wait, i'm supposed to go to the chick-fil-a drive through like we've been doing two or three times a week and <sighs> not eat my food in the car wait till i get home to wash my hands or <laughs> or, or have or have a hand sanitizer okay with you, right? okay i gotta eat that in the car i, ha- I just have yeah, to you hold on to the you it comes in a bag so you <laughs> yeah, hold right. the outside hold of the, the bag, bag yeah. and you just sort of shimmy it out there like normal <laughs> You know, Dr. Jarrio, yesterday I was watching a press conference with your buddy, uh, Dr. Tony Fauci, and a member of the media asked him uh, about his comments and asked him if his comments were made voluntary. Um, and it, it seemed like he got a little insulted. I was almost a little insulted for him. Uh, do, you, do you get that sense at all? Like, maybe they're, are they trying to make him a villain or pit him against the president? I mean, what is that dynamic like? I, you know, I really don't know. I think I think sometimes... What we got to do is, is just see the facts. And I think, you yeah. know, he's a straight talker. He's going to say what it is, and he's going to not hold back his, his, his thoughts. If I know something about Dr. Fauci is that he, he really doesn't care about politics. I don't even know what his political affiliation is. You know, if he says, my politics is health. I mean, he wants to be sure he, he's protecting the health of Americans, and he doesn't care if that happens to be under a Democratic president under a Republican president, under anybody. I mean, he is, he's really somebody who, who his number one priority is health. And as such, you know, 
he's going to be a straight talker. He's going to say what it is. He is he's somebody who 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 has no problem, you know, speaking truth to power. Um, I did want to ask you about a rumor that I heard from my friend Mark. This guy is like uh, lives in a cabin in the woods in Vermont, so I don't know what his source <laughs> is. But he says that coronavirus. He said, "I don't want to get it because it causes permanent lung damage." Is that true or false? Well, we know that in people that have underlying lung disease, and uh, you know who already have lung damage by something else, you know, smoking or something else, you know, uh, <clears throat> asthma. Uh, cystic fibrosis, if you get coronavirus and you get pneumonia with the coronavirus, the scarring in your lungs may actually give give you more injury to what you already have. So, yes, I mean, in that circumstance, that could certainly happen. You know, if you get pneumonia from coronavirus, it's a pretty severe pneumonia. And recovering from that pneumonia is not straightforward. So, so it's not surprising that something like that may happen. So if you think you're starting to get symptoms, how do you avoid getting pneumonia? Or is there no avoiding it? No, it's really no avoiding it. I mean, that's the challenge, right? You the first thing you do is you, you don't get coronavirus. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's a good place to leave it. Right. Right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dr. Del Rio, as always. What a great worth of information you are. Okay, guys. Have a good day. All right, you too. Pre- Our pop culture princess is ready to play. Are You Smarter Than Kara is on B98.5. Angelica and Milton. Hi there. Good morning. Please kick Kara out of the studio. Kara, get on out of there. I'm gone, Angelica. Good luck. Thank you. We're going to ask you five pop culture questions. Answer more right than Kara. Win $100 of her money. If she answers more right than you, she wins. All ties go to the house. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. Question number one. Simone Biles was able to remove her sweatpants while doing a handstand. What Olympic sport does Simone compete in? Gymnastics. Number two is Zonkey. Was born in Kenya yesterday. That means someone bred a zebra with a... Donkey? Number three, Zac Efron will participate in a high school musical reunion. What sport did the male characters play in high school musical? Oh, no. Um, basketball. Number four, Good Morning America anchor George Stephanopoulos was diagnosed with COVID-19 but is doing fine. He was the White House communications director for what president? Oh, no. Yeah. This isn't pop culture. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Feels like political culture. Take a guess. Um, uh, Bill Clinton. Number five, officials in Florida have deemed the WWE as an essential business. What jean short wearing wrestler turned actor is the WWE's most victorious wrestler? Oh. Oh, no. I want to say the- Hulk. Hulk. Actor, Hulk Hogan? All right, let's bring Kara back in. Uh, Angelica and Milton, you did well. You got four right, and the questions are very yes. tough. I don't see Kara yes. getting all five of these right. Uh, all right, Kara. Let's see. Same questions, Kara, number one. Simone Biles was able to remove her sweatpants while doing a handstand. That's like a viral challenge thing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Olympic sport does Simone Biles compete in? She's a gymnast. That's what Angelica said. It's one-to-one. I could barely do it by standing up. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, a Zonkey was born in Kenya yesterday. I can't believe this is news. I feel like Zonkeys <laughs> must be born all the time. That means somebody bred a zebra with a... Donkey. That's what Angelica said, two-to-two. Number three, Zac Efron will participate in a high school musical reunion. What sport did the male characters play in high school musical? Basketball? 
Angelica said basketball as well. It's a good guess, and it's right. Wow. Uh, you guys are tied at three. Number four, GMA Ooh. anchor George Stephanopoulos, who's diagnosed with COVID-19 but is doing fine. He was White House Communications Director for what president? Obama? Incorrect. We were looking for Bill Clinton. Uh, Angelica right. guessed and got it right. Uh, yeah. Right now, Angelica is winning four to three. Carrie, you have to get the next question right Uh-oh. to at least tie. Number five officials in Florida have deemed the WWE as an essential business. What jean short wearing wrestler, also known as the Jort, turned actor, is the WWE's most victorious wrestler? The Rock? Angelica, you have to repeat after me. Say, hey, this is Angelica and oh. Milton. No. What? Hey, this is Angelica in Milton. And I just beat Kara. And I just beat Kara. The right answer to question number five was John Cena. Angelica said the Hulk, Hulk Hogan, but it doesn't matter. She'd already answered four questions right. We have a big winner. Man. Congratulations, Angelica. Sweet. You see, miracles do happen. Do you believe in fairy tales? 749 wins and now 25 losses, Kara. I think y'all cursed me. <laughs> B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. Good morning, I'm Tad. Hey, Drex. Good morning. Hey, Kara. Good morning. So I told you I have a story about a zonkey. Do you want me to tell you that story now, or do you, should I you, wait? You have to, because yes. I don't think there's anybody in the world other than these people in Kenya who bred a zonkey. Okay, I don't know. That's why I said when I asked that question, which you had written, Drex, I said, I can't believe that this is news, because I thought, I figured that that would happen in the wild all the time. All it takes is, you know, well, just, you know just, what it takes. There's a menagerie of zonkeys running <laughs> free I mean, I'm in just the Serengeti. Saying, a, a lonely zebra left with a donkey long enough, you know, some nice, some nice music, some nice Marvin Gaye it, tunes or whatever. Are, is this like? Are you trying to draw some sort of a uh, like a? Not a metaphor, but, you know. Like, For what it was like growing up in Vermont? <laughs> <laughs> right, like, like, your wife is this beautiful zebra. And, like, a parallel. Yeah, no, right, so um, <laughs> let me just, uh, I'll tell you the story. Because it's, it's a zonkey, but not what you think. <laughs> Tijuana, Mexico, oh. 1996. The smell of Dos Equis and regret yeah. <laughs> wafted through the sultry air. Um we, I went with some friends. We're walking through. This is like such culture shock for this, you know, Vermont boy just out of college. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking through Tijuana. Just the sights and the sounds. If you've never been, it's just culture shock beyond culture shock. And I noticed there's a guy who's got a, a zebra. Pico the zebra. He's offering photos with Pico the zebra. And as I get closer to Pico the zebra, I realize, no. This is a mule oh, yes. wh- who's had stripes, stripes. painted on. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and being just out of college, young and idealistic, I was having nothing to do with that. <clears throat> I was appalled, disgusted. How dare they? How dare they deface a mule and make this donkey stand out here in the heat as a z- posing as a zebra? It's just all wrong. <laughs> you, you were really upset about it? Because if anything, I would say, boy, I appreciate the ingenuity. I appreciate the creativity and the entrepreneurial spirit. Well, a few shots of Pepe Lopez later, (laughs) I was all about it. Yes. So on our way out of town, we went and we had our picture taken with Pico, the uh, the mule... Uh, who was dressed up as a, as a or the yeah as a zebra, and so, the, the but the funniest story is not even all of that. So it was like 
one photo for $10 or two for 15 Okay? So, obviously, we were with another couple. Let's go two for 15 mm-hmm. So, how would you do... How would you do that if you were, you would take two photographs and develop them, right? Yeah. So he didn't do it that way. The guy that did it, he took a picture and then he developed it in the back of his pickup truck. Then we had to follow him down to the street corner where he, where he produced a, like a long coat hanger type thing and a clothespin. He took the clothespin, hung it out the, the front of the camera and took a photograph of, of the, the photograph. Oh, my god! Went back to his truck and developed that. Is the strangest example of doing like a double photograph that I've ever heard or seen of in my entire life. <laughs> did, did you just give him 20 bucks and call it even, though? I gave him what he had coming to him, which was $15, <sighs> which is, in my estimation, $14 more Too than much. he deserved. <laughs> B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now thanks for listening. I'm Tad. Hey, Trex. Hey. And Kara. Good morning. Uh, you are never too old to go viral, apparently. <laughs> Olive is on the phone. Where's she? She's in, outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Outside of Pittsburgh. Her name is Olive. She's 93 years young. Joins us on the phone. Hello, Olive. Yeah, I'm on here. Hi, how are you? Well, I'm still uh, sitting on my rocker with my dog. Uh, what, what are you watching on TV right now? Because we can hear it. Well, it's some news and this and that. There's a mixture of everything. Uh, more more so about that virus disease. Right. But that don't worry me. I don't uh, get worked up. Uh, it doesn't worry you so much that uh, you actually did something really cool we've been seeing going around the Internet. It's a picture of you in your window holding a Coors Light, and you have a sign in your hand. And Oh, what, my gosh. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Olive, you didn't know that that's out there? Huh? Do you remember holding the sign up and, and the beer, asking for beer? Yes, yes. But you didn't know that it had gotten to Atlanta? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, Olive, this is in the New York Post. I mean, this is essentially on every website and, and, and news outlet in the entire country. And the, the sign you're holding, what does it say again? Uh, Coors Light. <laughs> it, says, it says, I need more beer. Yeah, I got a whole case sitting over here. Did, uh, have people been bringing beer to you? I have a beer every night. <laughs> but people have, saw your sign and they brought you beer to your front porch? No, my son just lives up on the hill and he, he gets it for me. Something so, tells uh, me, are you sure your son is getting it for you? He's in the car dealing. If you need a new car right here. He'll get you one. Olive's pimping her son in his dealership. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Olive, you said that you have a beer every night uh, and you're 93 years older. Are there any other things that you've done that, you know, people should do to make sure they have a long life like you? Well, just stay, uh, say good. I say my, read my rosary and say my prayers every night. So that helps. And it's one beer every night. Yeah, they're little ones. The smallest I can get. Just one. <laughs> and so anyway... It's uh, sort of foggy here this morning. <laughs> oh, well, after having the tiniest Coors Light, I can imagine yeah. things are a little foggy. <laughs> yeah. Where are you calling from? Atlanta, Atlanta. Georgia. Oh, my goodness yeah. sakes. Boy, I'm getting around. Well, you take care of yourself, okay? Yes, yes, and I appreciate your call. Thanks, Olive. All right. All right, bye-bye. 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 Here's what's coming up next with Tad and Drax. Tremendous. We're going to talk to William Hung and let him know he was viral as well. <laughs> <laughs> she bang. 
Thanks for listening to the Tad and Drug Show podcast. Subscribe for automatic updates and listen live weekdays from 5 to 9 a.m. on B98.5. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.